Welcome to this week's Simply Economics podcast with Mark Rogers. Mark is the senior economist, senior U.S. economist for Econoday. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Glad to be here. Okay, you know what the first question is going to be. Sequestration. It's an ongoing topic. Everybody from the dog park to the grocery store is talking about it. What should traders and investors look for on other economic news this week and how is sequestration going to impact that? Actually, it looks like sequestration is going to be slow-moving target, and the markets are largely building that in. At some point, it'll you know it'll hit the fan, but it's going to be slow-moving despite you know all the the scare tactics on both sides. But the the big event for the week, obviously, is going to be the employment situation on Friday. It's a little bit delayed this month due to technical timing issues related to February being a short month. So first Friday is actually second Friday this week. But uh, key issue will be, obviously, are we making progress on, on, on employment? And initial jobless claims have been coming down. So there are expectations for somewhat more improvement. And it's a key issue on the unemployment rate issue for the numbers in terms of the, the Fed guidance. Uh, the Fed's focusing on the unemployment rate, but it's not going to be dramatic. But those are key issues for, for the Fed and for the markets. Well, help us understand a little bit. This is a good time to ask, ask this. What about um, economic indicators and Fed speak? <laughs> this past week, what really stood out was Chairman Fed Ben Bernanke's testimony before Congress. He gives testimony by law twice a year in terms of updating Congress on how monetary policy is progressing. And that that relates to well, the Fed is actually a creature of Congress that's often forgotten. Congress has the constitutional authority to basically coin money. I, I believe that's the constitutional phrase. And they've delegated that to the Fed, and the Fed acts as an independent agency. So Bernanke was giving his semi-annual testimony and what the market's really focused on is that Ben Bernanke reaffirmed that the Fed is going to maintain loose policy for quite some time. That soothed the markets and helped lead to a boost in equity prices. Did the Fed uh, chair, Mr. Bernanke, make any comments on the sequestration? There should be a short-term policy that does not damage the recovery, but in the long term, the deficit should be reduced. And those are basically general economic, um, they're generally recognized by economists as the appropriate way to approach this issue. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot before we get to the highlights on the news indicators. Is the run-up in the stock market because the Fed is printing money 
to get to the point that you were really trying to address, did the Fed or is the Fed really driving the stock market? And the Fed actually does want asset prices to rise. That includes stock prices and home equity price, home prices, which we'll get to shortly. So there is some impact from the Fed. It's not the traditional really strong impact. We're seeing stock prices rising due to very or extraordinary low interest rates. Uh, investors have to decide you know, where's the rate of return. And if you look at bond prices, the rate of return is not there, so you have to make the decision, what do you do with your money? And the Fed's intent is put in equities, and that that is actually happening. But it's also because due to companies' extreme cost-cutting during and since the recession, earnings are reasonably favorable. So it's not just the Fed, it's also reasonably good returns from, from company profits. Well, we had the expected, as you told us, uh, drop in uh, personal income, and the market seemed to shrug that off. Now, what else stood out to you? For the consumer sector, consumers really hanging in there, um, unexpectedly, actually. We had motor vehicle sales for February that held up very well. We've had an over 15 million unit annualized pace for four months through February. Uh, we're seeing consumers basically taking you know, low interest rate funding for motor vehicles, not just for housing. And it's been a while. The auto fleet, it's been aging. So now they're replacing and they're <laughs> from an economist perspective, uh, it, it it's an attractive purchase, but it's a needed purchase because the fleet has been aging. Also, unexpectedly, we've seen gains in both consumer confidence from a conference board and consumer sentiment from uh, Reuters, University of Michigan. Consumers have just decided that the economy has turned around they're not happy about gas prices, but they're looking past that. They're seeing that job creation is improving, and they're expecting higher income later this year. So consumers, it's not gangbusters, but consumers are somewhat more positive. Well, that is good news about the consumer sector, and uh, from your report, it looks like housing is also gaining traction. What's going on there? Housing is truly one of the bright spots. It's not traditionally as strong during most recoveries, but for this recovery, it's truly the bright spot at this point. This past week, we had a boost in new home sales and in pending home sales. And the curious factor is they're actually being held back. They're being held back by low supply. And 
we're we're going to get some rebound in supply. If, you know, if you truly believe in microeconomics 101, where the driving force is price, and we're seeing some positive news in terms of price. The higher home prices, people are going to put homes on the market because prices are improving, and we saw this past week improvement both in Shiller and also FHFA. They're both up on the month, several months for some time, and they're up in terms of year-on-year numbers. So we're going to see improvement in terms of supply, but it's having very positive impacts on the recovery. It's boosting consumer confidence because consumers see that their home equity value is not as bad as it used to be. It's still on the mend. And it's letting consumers feel like that they can actually spend again. So more cautious optimism. And I want to remind everybody watching that you can get Mark's full report, uh, Simply Economics. Uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll, we'll show you where to go at the very end of the program. Well, Mark, let's uh, let's wrap up this week. We've we talked about the equities market. I think you gave us a great explanation. Uh, let's um, uh, look at the Treasury. Stock prices gained. Treasury rates eased. Usually, stock prices and yields move in the same direction. So, what was behind uh, this week's uh, slippage in Treasury rates? Well, again, we 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 tend to focus more on U.S. events, but. We still have to be looking over our shoulder at Europe and Asia, and this past week we were having to pay attention to Europe. We had elections where, well, we didn't have, but there were <laughs> there were elections in Italy that boy were there. <laughs> yeah, that the the markets were concerned about, and basically there is a split decision for the parliamentary elections in Italy, leaving basically uncertain results. And the big issue there is whether Italy's going to follow through with the bailout plans in terms of sovereign debt. So there's some uncertainty there, but uh, by the middle of the week, um, I mean, that was the big move, Monday where there was some flight to safety. But by the end of the week and after Bernanke's testimony and some soothing from the Fed chairman's testimony, uh, the markets were relatively soothed and it was not major movement. We had some movement, a little flight to safety, and that's basically it. And was that behind a slight retreat in oil prices as well? Uh, we did see, we, we've actually seen a little retreat in oil prices, which is a pleasant surprise for consumers. Yes, we, it is. Had, we had some retreat on the Italian elections, and then on Thursday, there is the below expectation upward revision to GDP. And on Friday, we had some news from overseas. There was contraction in manufacturing in Europe and slower than expected growth in China. All of that related to how strong is demand for oil. And this past week, it was a little bit on the soft side. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath that it's going to continue for, for long if we have further improvement in the U.S. 
and further improvement in Asia, and eventually Europe coming out of recession. Well, look, you've promised we would not have a boring week, and I don't think we did. Well, Mark, thanks very much. Uh, this, is, this, has been a, this has been a great uh, program. And just a reminder to everyone, you can get Mark's full report. Just watch at the end of the program. We'll tell you how. Thank you, Mark. Thanks. <laughs>